0: Welcome back to another episode of the Tyson Priest Show. This is going to be an amazing show. I am really going to begin to reveal how you can have an anchor in your life. But before I do that, if this is your first time tuning in, I want you to know something. I want you to know that your diet is not only what you eat, it is what you watch, it is what you listen to, it is what you read. Your diet is also the people you associate with. You need to pay attention to what you feed your soul, not just your stomach. That is so true. You know, I can predict your life five years out by telling you who you're running with. If those people are content with where they are at, Five years from now you will be with them in the same place you are right now it's true just do a little research you'll find it for yourself so on this show we're about watching what we put into our soul king solomon said in proverbs 4:23, above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it that is key that is key to this show and so what I want for you is I want you to own it I want you to own the mountain that you're facing right now for most of us that mountain <laughs> it's ourself I mean honestly if we're truthful the mountains that we face more times than not are the belief systems that we have that create our thoughts that create our emotions, that in turn create our actions, which in in turn creates our habits, habits and eventually our destinies. And so what you believe matters. What you believe matters. And today, I'm going to talk about and show you how your beliefs matter. You know, there's a Haitian proverb that says, behind every mountain, there's another mountain. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Once you conquer the mountain, maybe that's you, you'll be stronger in and of yourself, but there'll be another mountain. You might conquer the mountain of figuring out how to discipline your child with their personality, but guess what? There will be another mountain. So how do you get through that? How do you get through mountain after mountain after mountain? We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about your mountains and how you get through them. It's so important that we understand that we have to, first off, if we're going to guard our hearts, we have to understand that there are going to be mountains and we have to be willing to, as I talked about last week, guard our heart, be diligent in that. And I talked some about what the heart is as well. Well, today I'm introducing what I'm terming the core four to basically get you through anything in life. Now, you have to understand something. I'm coming at this from a follower of Jesus perspective. So if you're an atheist, this probably isn't the show for you. If you're agnostic, you might want to listen. But if you're a follower of Jesus, you know there are mountains in your life, today I'm going to introduce the core four and then for the next four weeks I'm gonna talk about each one over the next four weeks and how they can impact your life now what we have to understand is first off our belief system our belief system is so so key to how we think the Bible says in Hebrews 11:6, I, w- I want you to think about this. In Hebrews 11:6, the scripture says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe He exists, and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him." Do you notice two words in there? faith and belief? Everything hinges on these two words. Everything hinges on faith and belief. And so what we have to ask ourselves is, what is that belief? Where am I placing my faith? You say, well, I don't really have any faith, and I'm going to have to say I completely disagree. Some people say, I've lost my faith. No, you haven't. In fact, let me show you that everybody has faith you cannot lose your faith that, that is a term that simply means I don't believe there's a God or something happened in my life and therefore I can no longer believe in God but you still have belief and you still have faith and let me show you how you cannot lose your faith so let's consider this let's consider how faith impacts our daily life in fact, I think by the time we get done with this, you're going to see that everything a human does is based on faith. It's based on faith. Let's, let's just start with an example. Let's carry over an example that we used in the last few podcasts. That's the idea of a car. Now, this morning, you probably decided to drive to work. You might have driven to get your go juice. That's right, you probably drove someplace to get coffee, to get your go juice. I hope nobody listening to this drove someplace to get an energy drink, because that stuff isn't good. I'm not even sure coffee's good, but that's probably another topic for another time. So you get in your car and you decide to drive to work, go someplace to get your go juice, And something happened before you got in the car. You don't even know you you did it. You probably didn't even comprehend that you did it. But you did it. You got your key or your fob. You walked out to your car. got in your car. And you started it. And there it was. And you don't even know you did it. You know what you just did you used a belief system of faith you said I have a key and a fob I'm gonna go out here and it's gonna start the car and more times than not it does you had faith that your key or fob would start the car you had faith in a belief system sure okay let's let's break it down just a little bit maybe maybe you had an intellectual knowledge that your keys should start the car but you really didn't know and you know how you really didn't know because occasionally when you go out there on rare events maybe it doesn't start maybe the battery's dead maybe the alternators bad maybe you know I'm not a mechanic maybe something else is wrong with the car right You have an intellectual knowledge that the keys should start the car, but you don't really know if they will. And so by faith, a belief system that I have this and there's that and these, although I don't necessarily know how my key starts, I don't necessarily know how my fob starts the car. I just get in and push the button and it starts. It works. And you've used your faith. You've really used your faith. Let's use another example. You get you get to work, or you get to the coffee shop, or you get to wherever it is you're going. You decide to take the natural seat you were born with. That's right, your gluteus maximus. You decide to take your gluteus maximus and you decide to place it in something known as a chair. Now, You've had experiences with chairs before, but how did you know that particular chair was going to hold you up? You had a belief system of faith in the chair that it was going to hold you up. Okay, let me give you another example. You probably are listening to this podcast on your phone, right? That little handheld computer that we all carry around with us in our pockets and our hands and everywhere. You're probably listening to this podcast on that. And when you hit the podcast button to hit play, you had a belief system that the cell towers or the Wi-Fi would work and that the podcast would stream to your phone digitally over through the invisible airwaves, hit your phone, come out of your speakers, and it would play. Here again, you're using faith. There is really no area in the human experience in which we do not exercise faith or beliefs and what we have to understand is that our belief system and the things that based on that belief system we based on that belief system we put our faith into something you had a belief system that said the fob would start your car you had a belief system that the chair would hold you up you had a belief system that hitting play would stream the podcast you have a belief system and you put that faith in that previous experience or what somebody else would what somebody else has said see faith and belief is a spiritual construct it's a spiritual construct you make business decisions based on faith that your client or your employer or your employee are going to do what they said they were going to do. That stems from your beliefs which are in your heart. This is why Solomon says we have to guard our heart because our faith can get misplaced. Our faith can get misplaced and put in people that will let us down, (laughs) maybe placed in the wrong chair that will collapse, and so, let me ask you something. If we go back to the verse from Hebrews 11:6, is our faith in the car keys what pleases God, or is our faith in pushing play on the podcast button, is that, is that the faith that pleases God? Of course not. <laughs> That's just an example of how we use faith every day. However, the faith and the belief in his existence and the faith in his son again i'm coming from a christian viewpoint here the faith and the belief that we put in jesus in his life death burial and resurrection is what pleases god and in the christian faith in ephesians chapter 2 in the bible it's what makes us alive in jesus and brings us spiritually alive you say tyson now this is this is ridiculous I, i mean How do we know that faith is uniquely a human construct of the spirit? Now I'm heading someplace with this to talk about the core four and how to be able to get through your mountains. Stay with me for a a moment. Let's just do a little kind of a thought experiment. Okay, let's say that we are no longer humans. Let's say for a moment we are we are cows that's right you're a cow maybe you want to pause this and move for a moment to really get in the mood but you're out in the pasture with other cows right you're out in the pasture with other cows now you as a cow decide to Go munch on some grass because your stomachs are telling you we need food it's instinctual and so you see it there it is you do it but a cow cannot conceptualize an invisible being who created all things cow can't do that a cow can't even conceptualize what it's like to sit on a chair a cow can't even conceptualize what it's like to say hey this fob should turn on a car and put some sort of belief into that right what I'm trying to say is cows don't have the power of imagination now I'm sure some of you might be saying okay Tyson but what about dogs and dolphins and, and even bears right we could train bears and dolphins and dogs well <laughs> I want to think about for a moment my own dog every night when my wife and I decide it's time to go to bed we start to shut things down head to bed now The dog sleeps in its crate at night. Very big crate, very comfy. We don't torture our dog by putting it in a crate that's too small. But dogs by nature are den animals and pack animals. And so the closeness of a den and a pack in our bedroom with us in its crate. Now, our dog has been trained to go into the crate because it knows it's going to get a treat. Now, did it f- at first conceptualize? Oh, I should go into the crate because I can get my own treat, and I'm going to get this wonderful treat. And it, out of its own imagination, and out of its own, out of its own thinking and capacity, does it create the idea of a treat? create the idea of a cage and create and and connect all of these dots no it takes a human to get the dog into the habit to go into the crate why because our dog on its own could not imaginatively believe using the power of imagination believe that a tree would magically just appear in its cage We had to train it. We had to show it how it worked and then train it. But a human has the power of imagination, can have faith and belief in something that it cannot see. This is uniquely human. This is uniquely human. In fact, um, Pierre, I'm going to mispronounce his name horribly, (laughs) but Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, And I know I botched that, and somebody's going to correct me, I'm sure. That's okay. But he said this. He said, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And like anything else that comes alive, according to Ephesians chapter 2, when we come alive spiritually, because we've connected to our Creator... We have to grow. We have to become stronger, right? When, when any creature has a baby, it doesn't just say, okay, go ahead and grow. There you go. You're alive now, just grow. No, no. You have to, you have to take in fuel, right? So maybe that's in the form of milk, initially right and then maybe it's in the form of using humans let's say it's in the form of baby food and then it's in the form of you know like baby food that's got little you know more solid (laughs) without being gross more solid pieces in it until eventually they're working on solid food using their teeth cutting with a knife etc they've grown into that right they have to grow stronger their muscles have to get stronger so they can learn to walk This is why they crawl, they work the legs, they work the arms, right, they work their neck muscles. Well the same is true with our muscle of belief and faith. The stronger that gets, the stronger that belief gets, the more agile and more mobile we are to guard our hearts. So that's why i've come up with out of my own experience out of you know a couple podcast sessions ago i talked about putting life on cruise control and how putting things on cruise control is really damaging and so what i've learned from covid and other things are what i call the core four those four things that i find at the core of everything that help me guard my heart that prepare me because remember i mean we're a three-part being right so we have a body we have a mind and we have a spirit we have a soul a a soul a body and a spirit and so there are four things that i did when i said okay i gotta get my life off of cruise control and i've really got to start hammering away at these things i've got to be better Right? I've, I've got I've to be more disciplined in what I'm doing because I love my family, because I love myself, because I love the people around me. And most importantly, as Jesus said, to love God first. And because I love God first, because he first loved me, I need to begin to take care of myself. And so here are the four things. And as I said, over the next four weeks, we'll spend a podcast episode on on each one so the first one the first thing is reading I had to sit back and begin to read I had to begin to develop my mind right I began to work on speed reading I began to work on doing things that would develop my mind and not just reading things that I agree with but also reading things that would challenge me and so I began to read some books on critical thinking. I began to read some books on spiritual warfare. I began to read books for pleasure, which was honestly in my life fairly new. Uh, Doing that on vacation, just reading fiction, it was eh, fairly new. And I can tell you that primarily I only read fiction when I'm on vacation, and I shut down all of the educational, theological, philosophical type books, and I go straight into fiction on vacation because it really does shift the way you think. So read, begin to read. Number two, because we have a body, because that body releases chemicals, and that body being the brain, the physical brain, releases physical chemicals into the bloodstream that affect not only the brain but also affect your body, And as a pastor, knowing the adrenaline that flows on a Sunday, also being a a part of the fire department, occasionally being on runs as a chaplain, I know the adrenaline that flows through the body. Number two was, I begin to work out physically because the mind and the body are directly connected. They're directly connected. They do impact one another. The third thing that I began to do and some of you are going to scoff at this, and you're going to think it's crazy. But let me say what it is, let me explain my reasoning, and I think you'll understand. The third thing that I began begun to do, I only listened to Christian music. Or, I listened to music that was what I would term neutral music. Music that had no lyrics. So, I'm talking about jazz, classical, etc. Is either Christian music or neutral music and in the podcast on only listening to Christian music I'll explain why and how that literally does change the way you think and it does change your outlook on life let me just preface this Christian music only part of the core four is you become what you put into your brain same with your computer garbage into your computer garbage out of your computer good stuff into your computer, good processing power coming out of your computer. And then the fourth and final thing, now you <laughs> you may laugh if you're a, a lifelong Christian, but um the statistics tell me that you ought not be laughing. Read and pray every day. That's number 4. Read and pray every day. And in that episode, an episode of reading and praying every day, I'm going to talk about how you read your Bible without a devotional because you really can read your Bible without a devotional and get something out of it. And I'm gonna teach you how to read your Bible without a devotional so it's a direct connection between you and God. And you don't need somebody else in that one-on-one time with God, that time of meditation, that time of prayer, you don't need somebody else's words to put into you. Now, I'm not negating that, because I use devotionals, I use commentaries, I use all sorts of things, I use all sorts of tools. But at the end of the day, you need to learn and understand how to craft and he, craft your methodology of getting things from Scripture so that you can hear directly from God. And so we'll talk about reading and praying every day. But those are the core, those are the core four. Reading every day. Workout. Christian music only read and pray every day now some of you have probably already turned this off but if you're still listening i want to say thank you for still listening because you're the type of person that is up for what i'm going to present at the end of this podcast and you're going to want it you're going to want it for sure but those are the core four reading working out christian or neutral music only read and pray every day it's an uphill challenge but I'm going to tell you what I did. I did this for 30 days straight. I did this for 30 days straight. And I'm going to tell you at the end of the 30 days, I had more clarity, less anxiety, less worry, less fear, more courage, more understanding, more passion, and more vision than at any other point. Because I was taking care of not only my intellect, my body, and my spirit, all three getting on the same page. It was impressive. And here's what I want. I want that for you. I want that for you so that it begins to change your marriage. It begins to change your parenting. It begins to change the way you work, the way you drive to work. It begins to ripple out so that people look at you and go, what in the world has happened to you? And so because of that, I have created the 30-Day Ferocious Faith Challenge. I've created a 30-day ferocious faith challenge. And the mascot, if you will, of this whole challenge is a bear. <laughs> and you're like, what in the world? What the heck? Why did you do that? Listen, when I, think of so- when I think of a bear, I think of something that is strong. I think of something that is a key quality you're going to need to be able to do this 30-day challenge. Bears are adaptable. You're going to have to adapt your life to grow. Growth does not happen in comfort zones. And so you're going to have to adapt your schedule. You're going to have to adapt some things and some time. But it won't be as difficult as you think it is for, to do the core four on the 30-day Ferocious Faith Challenge. But you're going to have to be adaptable like a bear. You're going to, be able to, you're going to have to be able to handle the storms and the weather that life is going to throw at you. Here's the other thing. Why a bear? I don't know if you know this or not, but bears are actually, like, arguably, the most intelligent land animal in existence. You can train a bear to pretty much do almost anything a dog does. Except bears tend to be a little more vicious, and so we don't (laughs) have them as pets. Rightfully so. But, I believe you're intelligent. I believe you have the smarts, the skills, and the ability. I believe you have the emotional intelligence. I believe you have the intellectual intelligence to do what it takes to adapt, to own your mountain, like a bear, which is the third point. I want you to own this thing. I want you to look at your mountains and go, this is mine, I'm taking that hill, get out of my way because I can tell you when I'm hiking out into the wilderness I spent a few days on the AT Um, I've spent some time in the Black Hills not so much the Black Hills but the AT I had bear spray on my hip why? because I knew that if I got into a bear's territory I was going to face it I was going to have to defend myself and I want for you to own that mountain so much that you say I've got this and that when you begin to face life's problems and life's problems begin to get into your territory. You attack that problem. You attack that thing. And so I'm creating a community of bears that want to own their mountain. They're adaptable, they're intelligent, and they own it. And that's what I want for you. Because that's what, be, that's what became of me out of these this 30 day challenge that i did for myself that i that i gave myself i created this myself and i said tyson you're gonna have to own your mountain you're gonna have to be adaptable if you're gonna grow you're gonna have to become adaptable you're gonna have to become emotionally intellectually more intelligent and you're gonna have to own the problem you're gonna have to own it and i believe you want to own it i believe you want it so here is the 30 day ferocious faith challenge it's those four things if you're interested in joining me in the 30-day ferocious faith challenge I want you to go to my website tysonpriest.com there in the upper menu bar you'll see the 30-day ferocious faith challenge click on that and when you click on that you're gonna be taken to the page and at the bottom of the page type in your email Once you type in your email, you're going to get an email with a great-looking PDF pamphlet that you can download. It's going to come with a 30-day calendar where you can mark off each step. Mark off each step. And over the next 30 days, you're going to decrease your anxiety, decrease your worry, decrease your fear, your dread, decrease your confusion, and gain clarity, passion, vision. And I know you want that. And I want that for you. So you're going to be able to keep track of your progress. Here's what else you're going to get. When you get that email with the PDF, you're going to get a code that will access, that will give you access to the ferocious faith Facebook group and in that group there's going to be different people on different uh, walks of life different different paths in their spiritual growth but we're going to come together as a community and twice a week I'm going to go live I'm going to talk with you guys I'm going to help you grow spiritually so we'll have weekly group meetings with me in the Facebook group we'll talk about what books everybody's reading we're going to talk about where we're at how our devotions are going how we're growing as a person we're talking about how our workouts are going uh, maybe you want to gain weight for me I've never been able to gain weight so for me it's gaining weight maybe for you it's losing weight that's okay but we're going to talk about our core four twice a week live we're going to provide I'm going to provide also in that group a weekly motivational and a value-added email when you get a look I get tons of email you do too there's no need to read an email unless it adds value to your life and so you're going to get a weekly email from me. You're going to get the 30-day Ferocious Faith Challenge checklist. And then I'm going to offer you a chance for a complimentary one-on-one spiritual life coaching session. Now, this is something that I usually charge people for. But I'm going to, you're going to have at least one free one-on-one spiritual life coaching session. Where you and I will sit down will go through your spiritual life talk about the core of it And once we get that anchored down you will see your life begin to change we change from the inside out not from the outside in though outside in can influence us change really happens internally and it begins to grow outwardly and so i want that for you so go to tysonpriest.com in the upper Right corner of the menu, click the 30-Day Ferocious Faith Challenge, scroll to the bottom, put in your email. When you get that awesome PDF, go to the Facebook group, punch in your code, welcome to the group. You're going to get encouragement, you're going to get emails, you're going to meet people that are like you, looking to grow. Listen, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to people that want to grow spiritually, grow their heart So that the result is they become better parents and better spouses and a better person, better employee, you name it. Well, listen, that's this week's episode. If you want to get in touch with me, you can reach out to me at Tyson, T-Y-S-O-N, at TysonPriest.com. That's Tyson at TysonPriest.com. You can go to my website, TysonPriest.com can get a hold of me there I also want to challenge you I've written a book Uh, it's been out for a couple of years called Delta to Victor it's a 22-day devotional on change things you can implement in your life to begin to make changes in your life but I want to encourage you to do that listen until next week when we start diving into the core four of the 30-day ferocious faith challenge you have an amazing week and God bless